Hey guys, it's Nathan. Uh, a couple of things. First off, I want to give a quick little kind of a trigger warning, content warning for talks of mental health stuff. Jess goes into her experience as somebody with BPD as it relates to her relating to La Brava. And with that, there is some, you know, kind of heavy talk about the reality of mental illness. And there is some mention of some statistics in relation to suicide when it comes to people that have BPD. So I don't want that to come out of nowhere for somebody because that could ruin your day. And I don't want to ruin your day because you're great. Secondly, the day that this is going up is Some Good Show's one year anniversary. So if you want to either tweet us at, at TheBig3MHA on Twitter, at Some Good Shows on Twitter, or Anywhere you post, I think we could probably use the hashtag AnimeGood. So why don't you use that if you want to talk about this show, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's whatever. I'm personally celebrating this moment because this I think is our best episode yet for a multitude of reasons that you'll see very soon. But I wanna hear from you guys. What do you like about the show? What are you feeling? Um, what are your favorite bits or moments? Let's have a little happy day, y'all. Thirdly, I want to thank our lovely Patreon producer for this show, Andrew Cogswell, the homie. And finally, I'm gonna throw to a special guest to do the intro for today's show. Enjoy it, and like I said, tweet us at at some good shows and let us know uh, what your favorite moment of this show was. Good day, dear listeners. Are you tired of the disingenuous hype cycle and wretched takes that run amok in anime fan works? Do you yearn for a higher class of commentary? Fear not, tis I, John Gremion. I provide the illustrious voice that accompanies the even more illustrious mustache of the one and only unforgettable crook known as Gentle Criminal. I'm here to inform you that if you desire a program with as much class and flavor as a cup of gold tips imperial, you need look no further than the big three. The hosts possess backgrounds in professional media criticism and are no ordinary orators. If such a program entices you, kindly continue listening and please remember to gently rate and subscribe. See you next time. Welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. Wow. That was yeah. the first, like, like, halfway through Jess's intro, I'm like, I gotta come up with something funny, and then nothing happened. So, <laughs> that's what you get. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president? Uh, Are you a bad enough dude to beat up a man who enjoys tea and has a girlfriend? <laughs> because that's what these episodes are. The Gentle Criminal Arc, episodes 82 through 85. Before we go into it, in our Discord, Pilnock, right? Like, right off the back, Pilnock was like, what is the nature of their, like, relationship? I was wondering that this whole time. Fair question. Fair yeah, question. Yeah. Fair question. Absolutely. And 
And in, in a show where everybody's character designs are like mad different, they're partners in the sense of working together, but they're also in a relationship. She's 22. He's 32. He's 32? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hurts me. God. <laughs> okay. I feel better about that now because I'm like, this dude's like at least 50. Like. I know exactly exactly <laughs> so her character design just takes more from the like Mineta side of things sure. so she's just she's just little and he's not little the age difference is bigger than I would feel comfortable like with a friend having sure but like it's not sound the alarm someone's going to prison like yeah exactly yeah it's it's not lolita bad yeah exactly that's what i first watched it that's what i thought i was like mm, there's some real like humber humber stuff going on here. <laughs> H is just like conveyed really weirdly in this show yeah like i think overall how old is shoji like like how old is fucking all might yeah it, like all might does not look like he's like in his 50s right even though he's supposed to no. be he's like late 40s early 50s right he is, in my opinion, because that is an opinion, because there isn't a, a mm. solid answer, but I think he is mid-50s to mid-60s. But some people mm. are like, no, he's he's 45. I'm like, no. Yeah, it just timeline-wise, it wouldn't make sense for him to really be younger than 50s. Yeah. Considering his legacy and like... No, yeah, because Endeavor's like 46. Yeah. Right? So. But, no, it's just like, that's one of those things that you get into, like, I don't know, it's nitty-gritty with anime, right? Where like just because of how everyone's drawn and how stylized it is like you will watch anime that is set in high school and every character looks like they're 30 and then you will watch some mm -hmm. things where a 30 year old woman looks like she is 12 so like yeah it's yeah. it's a it's a weird thing it's like a weird it's like a weird like riverdaling like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, episode 82 in the Gentle Criminal arc, prepping for the school festival is the funnest part, which is the best name for an episode. It's such a good title. I think these might be the best run of episode titles that we've covered so far. <laughs> They're incredible. Like, all four yeah. of them. So we start out with another video from Gentle, his first one, actually. He explains that heroes aren't the only ones that are remembered in history. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to yeah. another... <laughs> I called him decaffeinated Jake Paul later. <laughs> but and what is what is Deku versus Gentle? But just like a like a Jake Paul yeah, like it's just one boxing, of boxing match. matches. Yeah. Oh no. Um, it's just an influencer fight. Is all it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like philosophically yeah. and literally. Yeah. So he's basically saying like heroes aren't the only ones that are remembered in history. Villains are really cool too, you guys. So he brings up three villains, all for one, of course. Destro, leader of something called the Meta Liberation Army, and someone named Oji Harima, the Peerless Thief. Way better name than League of Villains, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yep>. infinitely. <laughs> we're going to learn, like, Oji Harima and Destro, we're going to learn about them in the coming seasons. So these aren't, cool. like, just offhand, like, big villain man, the biggest villain. Without, like, without getting too in the weeds and too into things. I will say it was interesting watching this episode for a second time, knowing things I know now. I was just like, what? <laughs> like they were they were talking about certain things then? What? <laughs> I I I know. And then yeah, oh my god. Like yeah, there's absolutely. so there's <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll yeah. shout those these things out as they as they happen so Cam can have a stars above moment without having to watch the entire mm -hmm. season Thanks, again. Bud. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um 
And like shout out to the English voice actor of Gentle who does like a totally different spin on it than the Japanese one where he's just like, Oji Harima, the peerless thief. <laughs> that dude had a fucking blast. You can tell. Shout out to John Gremion, which is his name. Incredible <laughs> name. <laughs> like Jess was saying, like I go back to these episodes and after reading the manga, especially I'm like that meme of Leo DiCaprio just pointing at the screen <laughs> like, Des Destuo. Destuo. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says that there was freedom in the old days before the hero system and, and much like the Anglais. So Labrava is like losing her mind watching this video because she's she's re-uploading it and falling in love with him again. And the cops are taking down his YouTube channel. And so she's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm re-uploading that. Yeah, I was like, I love that this guy gets just like DMCA'd all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Twitch do better. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. um, so Labrava calls his video a coffee substitute for her which i love um she's she's coffee and he's tea essentially like she's high energy and her quirk as we learn later is basically a caffeine pill and his whole thing is like elegance and ritual and calm energy like i like it's so like simple of just like yeah what about a girl that's coffee and a guy that's tea and they love each other i'm like yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> so the j store robbery last time was to bring attention to the fact that they mislabeled their, their airy pudding the moment that he said that i'm like all right i love this dude like <laughs> this guy's fucking awesome like holy shit <laughs> The moment I heard him say that, I thought Cam loves this dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's the stupidest, most just petty bullshit that I am supremely here for. Like, A veritable corporate behemoth. <laughs> I love his entire character bit of he wants to be a great villain, but people just don't care. And he's just like... All right, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with this store and haha, that's super important. Like it's he's the fucking box ghost of people. <laughs> like he's box ghost Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just if box ghost was one of the Phantom Three thieves in Persona Five. Like that's Ooh. it. I think of uh, have y'all seen New Girl at all? A little bit, yeah. Okay, no, there's just like one character who they always make fun of because like with his pranks, he either goes way too little or way yeah. too big, and like yeah. w like he'll like literally like change a sticker on something and like wait for somebody <laughs> to notice it. It's, it's the same energy. <laughs> Like you said, Cam, like he's not a great villain because like at heart he wants to be a hero. Like we'll get totally, into it later, yeah. but like I like super don't think he's a bad dude at all. Like no, no. I think he's great. So yeah, he he didn't actually steal the money either. So like he doesn't like he's like, I, I abhor violence and I don't like to be a nasty boy. <laughs> like, it's, it's so cool. So he's been uploading these videos for six years, but he hasn't really reached renown yet. He doesn't have his gold subscribe button or whatever. Um Labrava is jealous that Stain's video about his life got so popular, even though he didn't even edit it and upload it himself. <laughs> it's such like anybody that's done content and like like yeah. this rings so true to like yeah. partners like Jess, you probably have like conversations like this with Andrew where it's just like partners that do content together and are just like, you know, that private little tacky criticism of like other things where you just yeah, like, it's like, oh, this person put way less time into this. And it's not as good. Why didn't we get those views? Dude, I do that about my own shit. I'm just like, really? That's the thing that yeah. people like? Like that Absolutely. thing that I spent two minutes on? Okay. There are episodes yeah. of our shows that blow up for reasons I will never understand. <laughs> 
I barely showed up to this one. <laughs> I was drunk. Um, I muted my mic for 30 minutes and went. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, she 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 is also like the league sucks. And Gentle's like, no, I don't very much like them either. Um, and then they do a little fucking backflip jump to the top of a building. And he says that he has a plan to boost numbers and make sure that history remembers him. He's going to try to break into the festival to prove his own way, um, to prove in his own way that hero society is obsolete. <laughs> the same way that he was trying to prove that the pudding stickers were different. <laughs> He's sort of like a performance artist. And he says, like, great works of art always question the current status quo. And I'm like, you're right. He knows what he's talking about a little bit. He's literally just fucking Banksy. <laughs> so back at UA, the raid team is still making up classes um, from the Yakuza raid. So the rest of the students are left to work on the details of the performance and i love this because like the raid let us focus on those four students the exam retake let us focus on bakugo and shoto and this shows us everyone else mm -hmm. so it's like we don't have the clutter of like oh shit deku's here we have to give deku some lines um because he's the main character and shit oh Uraraka's is here people like them it's just like no they're gone what's what's kaminari doing like that's it's it's I have a note that just says Mina is very good. I <laughs> just, love her. It's very true. In the morning, Bakugo overhears general studies kids talk. Uh, one of the guys looks like a fucking Moai statue. It's wild. I, yeah. <laughs> Those kids are talking about the performance and they are less than impressed. Um, and just like Ida said last time, if people think 1A is just doing this for themselves, it'll be a failure. And everybody knows in the school that Bakugo being kidnapped is why people are in the dorms now. And he's just got to deal with that and bear that, um, as Shoto says later. The students say that 1A was too carefree given their responsibilities. And like, yeah, why would you go to a summer camp if you just got a terrorist attack? To, like, don't do that, guys. Yeah. So they decide later what kind of music would be best. Um, they land on rave rock or slash club rock. I just love that Jiro like knows what she's talking about and nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, so a hardcore four on the floor beat with <laughs> rave rock club show. Yeah. And Kaminari's yeah. like, yeah, yes. Yeah, those, those <laughs> yes, are words. I love you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah that's whatever God. you're talking about for you. God. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right, so everybody needs to be playing instruments, or at least a couple people do, but no one here is really good except for Jiro. And Kaminari's like, oh, wait, shit, Bakugo, you let it slip one time that you your parents made you take drum lessons. Um, like, literally, of course, he's a drummer, as if, like, his explosions weren't enough to already ruin his hearing. Yeah, no. <laughs> his parents had to have, like, in my mind, my my headcanon, is that they were just constantly forcing him to do other things in hopes yeah, that it would make him less aggressive and, like, yeah. like, just calm him down. Like, they were, like, fucking martial arts, soccer, yeah. like, drums, like, anything that they could put him in. <laughs> this motherfucker busts out sick <laughs> ballet sequences. Like, I was just gonna say they probably made him do ballet and he like oh, yeah. he got really frustrated because he's not that elegant. <laughs> it just enraged him further. Yeah. <laughs> I am the black swan. I am the nutcracker. <laughs> Sarah is like, yeah, it's probably too hard for you. And Baka goes like, listen, listen here, you Shut little bitch. Fuck he's so so smart, but definitely not beyond manipulation. No. I, I like that. The class absolutely knows to just knows how to just get him to do what they want now. Yeah. It's just like, mm -hmm. I bet you couldn't do it if you tried. <laughs> and he fucking kills it. And I, I love this is in every cartoon, but I love that nobody can draw a fucking drum set to save their yeah. lives. It's just like, what what is it? Yeah. What is drums? Pipes? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and I and just like from a mixing standpoint, I like that it like it's like peeking out and stuff. Like yeah. it's like very it's like loud even in the it's, world of the show. It's just a drum set. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Baka goes like, okay, so I'm I'm the shit, but I I don't want any part of this performance. Um, and like we just talked about, this is gonna seem super masturbatory if they don't bring it like authentically and try to do it for the other people. So they need to uplift their peers, or as he puts it, murder them with killer music. Yeah. Um, Bakugo is very good t-shirt available now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to whatever the fuck that band is. Like You will. Yeah, good. <laughs> but like, Bakugo would absolutely kick ass in like just a wild hardcore band. Oh yeah, no, he he is he is absolutely in like Rise Against or whatever. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like shout out to uh, Kirishima though, who would be Cam's favorite lead singer. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. You're right. Um, but Bakugo's perspective is to show everyone in in UA that one A can handle their shit and make things better for everyone, and it's on him. Um, the situation that they're in, right? So through being very impressive so that no one can have a fleeting thought that they suck in any way, that's that's his motivation, is like, I'm going to make sure I am above reproach. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be such a good drummer that people are going to sleep better for months. Like, okay, go for it. Momo's like, Mama taught me how to play the keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jiro is like, I'll be on bass. Um, and some of the other kids are on the dance team. Some of the others are on the effects team. Shout out to Mineta having the only funny line he's ever delivered here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, can't, he can't reach the guitar because of his character that's design. That's really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ruins like any good grace that 100%, he, yeah. he said in that line in like five minutes. But we'll get to that. Really? You? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... But yeah, like Mina had the idea for the different teams because of the team lurkers team up that she talked about last time. And it's it's just cool that these kids are like internalizing hero stuff and applying it to other mm -hmm. like aspects of life. Like I told you, this was the subtext part of the anime. Um, also, Aoyama is a disco ball and that's very good. <laughs> At first, he's like, you want me to be a disco ball? I'll knock it out of the park. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, you will, bud. So the raid team gets back from their final makeup classes and they're ready to help. Um, Sue is like, so who's going to sing? And Mineta, Aoyama, and Kirishima mm. all volunteer and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> I like it in English better just because, like I've said before, Kirishima's voice actor, like he was Yusuke Urameshi. Mm -hmm. like he's like a veteran of the voice acting industry and just him going, Captain of the ship, stand up tall because you are the manliest. <laughs> it just reminded me of like a, a strange like nautical ska type vocalist and i was like like <laughs> it's just yacht rock and mineta at least in japanese is like bark, 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 bark. <laughs> he just really just says bark and aoyama in english is better because he just goes <laughs> it lives in my head rent free um this whole scene where they're figuring out everything i love arcs of like specifically things that are like anime or anime adjacent where it's just like what if we all just did a music performance? Oh, suddenly people know how to play instruments. Cool. <laughs> yeah, School of Rock, yeah. Hagakure tells Jiro to sing because she literally does it all the time when they hang out and she's great. She's she's so good that she literally blows everyone away and gets everybody excited to perform. I also love that she's like, all right, I'll sing. 
here's English. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, like even in the even in the subs, it's just like it's still that everyone wants to sparkle song, mm. which is it is vocals on top of a song that has been in the show all along, which is really cool. And you'll notice that more as as the 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 bass song gets put underneath stuff. It's usually at the end where Deck is like, and we learned a very important lesson about punching that day or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, it sounded familiar. That makes sense. I'm like picturing it now. I'm like, mm, yep, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. So as for guitar, Kaminari and Mineta step up, but like we said, Mineta can't because of his character design. So Tokoyami, the goat that is also a bird, steps up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I know. I was looking forward. Yes. Ever since you said that you love Tokoyami, I was looking forward to this exact scene. I literally just yelled fuck yeah to myself in my apartment when I saw that. It's <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, why didn't you say something? He's like, I put down the axe when I was bested by the F chord. <laughs> Which, valid. Extremely relatable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was just no, going to say, like Jess, I, you play guitar. I was watching it and I was like, yup. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> like, just that. And then the present mic bit out of nowhere immediately following that killed me. It's so funny. Togiyami's like, he must be like, as long as there isn't an F chord in here, I'll be fine. And the English voice actor for Togiyami is the English voice actor for Armin Arlert in Attack on Titan, which is... What? I know. What? No idea who that is. So oh my, I'm just okay. gonna take your word for it. What? I am, I'm like my mind is blown right now. That yes. is interesting. Okay. The range on this man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I knew that was gonna like blow your mind. Um he's like, so I'll strum for you, Minetta. And Mineta's like, do whatever you want. But then Mina is like, you can be the center of the dance, uh, the dance harem. And Mineta's like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> so later on, Deku and All Might have a meeting to talk about Deku's progress. Deku wants to um, find out more long range moves because the fight with Overhaul, he almost died a lot. Like many times, um, All Might's like, let's go outside. So Deku can do 20%, but only for a minute. So All Might is like, all right, let's do some let's do some anime math and figure out what you can do. Whole hog on one part, control on one part, full cowling, shoot style, raising your percent and temporary percent bursts. So before All Might can make his point, Deku puts it together and he's like, oh, I'll just raise my control on one part of my body for a second to attack and then go back to a percentage that doesn't hurt. It's like been a while since he's used his fingers to attack since like the sports festival, right? When he like broke his thumb. But he's like, I think I could probably do these moves most reliably. And he's not good at it right away. Um, and there's like a month until the final episode in this in this chunk of four. So like he trains at it for a while, which I think is really cool. We always talk about how like learning is pretty realistic in this show. And I like that. I just like though that he's like <laughs> All Might is like, all right, shoot at that tree. And like Deku knocks down like five trees. And you must think that like some like botanist at UA is like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like whoever their fucking version of Hagrid is, is, is probably just fucking pissed all the time. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a groundskeeper or if, or who that is, if there is one, but I would love to, I would love to learn. I think it's just groundskeeper Willie from fucking Simpsons. <laughs> Um, God, <laughs> his quirk is that he's Scottish. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, meanwhile, Aerie arrives at UA, and if anything happens to her, I'll kill everyone on this Discord call and then myself. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. She's, she's adorable. I love Aerie so much. Post-credits, Gentle announces that his next job is going to be huge. I have no idea why the cup is so messy. I researched this for like a half hour. Is like a cup that was covered in tea fancy? Like, do people, like, is a, is a tea-stained cup more fancy? I don't know but I could not find anything. I've heard stuff about that before. Like as far as like when you serve tea, like letting it run over and like the tea stains like means that there's wear and like it adds history. But like, I don't know if that's like really what they're going for. Cause I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about tea to be completely honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, all I can think of is that this is Royal flush and he wants it, which there is like weight loss uh, tea that you can buy called Royal flush. And I was like, I'm positive. That's not what he's, <laughs> that's not what he's, he's not like having poopy tea. Gentle is also um, a skinny tea influencer. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Gentle Criminal is, is like, he gets it on the like makeup drama thing. He's like, these hair gummies do not work. I absolutely fucking love the idea of in the middle of one of his videos, taking a second to shout out the sponsor of today's video. Before I rob this place, let me tell you about me undies. Let me tell you about Skillshare. I was going to say hymns. <laughs> oh yeah, my prize mustache. <laughs> trim your balls. Um. Anyway, no, trim your ball hairs. Do not trim your balls; they will not grow back. <laughs> Trust me. Um, say, just, just ask my dog. <laughs> oh no. Blom, blom. <laughs> Episode 83, Gold Tips Imperial. Um, the kids are prepping and planning. Mirio is here with a can't-miss gag, um, but he's seen before he can do it, so it's not a surprise. Still, uh, he stuck him ass through the bush and says he brought a peach. Fucking loser, I love him. I love just how much of a fucking idiot he is. Just unashamedly. So good. God, he's great. I, I also love how genuinely upset he is that he can't do his gag like that's yeah. the first time you've seen him like mad at somebody who wasn't about to murder a child yeah <laughs> so nezu gave permission for Ari to to um go to the festival but so that she isn't overwhelmed she's visiting right now to you know get used to being in a place where she isn't like being hunted and killed <laughs> so that's cool for her big day for her while checking things out they run into class b's monoma and tetsu tetsu um, the little dragon head that Tetsu is carrying reminded Aerie of Ryukyu, which is very good because she doesn't know who anybody is mm. or what is in the real world at all. So she's like, oh, I thought it was that other dragon. <laughs> Deku's like, what? <laughs> Monoma, the kid that copies powers, and Tetsu Tetsu, the literal copy of Kirishima, tell Deku that they're doing a play called Romeo and Juliet and the Prisoner <laughs> of Azkaban Return of the King. <laughs> I want to watch that. Like, full stop. I need to see that. You'll, you'll see part of it. Good. Um, good. This okay, is just great. the direction that, the, that Disney is headed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the 3D remake of Lion King Return of the King Return uh, of the Romeo. Yeah. Um, Avengers Rise of Skywalker I was, again. I was just yeah. going to say, I want to talk you talk to you about the, the Disney Princesses initiative. <laughs> Literally just oh Kingdom God. Hearts, but in movie form. <laughs> Avengers Rise of Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> the Winter Soldier, huh? Yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Monoma gets knocked off. out That's, by... Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the Winter Soldier would be uh, Elsa. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh. Anyway, 
Anyway, <laughs> Frozen's already a Kingdom Hearts movie because one time in Kingdom Hearts 3, they were just like, anyway, here's the full song of Frozen. <laughs> and it's just fucking the three of them just hanging out going like, oh, just, oh. Wait, just hear the fucking goofy noises in Let It Go. It's just, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> so uh, Monoma gets knocked out by the welding boy because Kendo is doing prep for the beauty pageant. As Mirio puts it, the big three's best girl has entered as well. It's I, I, as with this podcast, the big three's only girl. But hey, um, she's she would be the uh, Nedre Hato is the best girl wherever she's at. Same thing with Jazz. Jazz is the best girl wherever Aww. she's at. This is true. Nedre is so good though. I do love she's her. Great. Yeah, so good. Especially because like now that I'm like noticing that every time she talks, she gets people's attention by going like, hey, hey, hey. And like, did you know this? Did you know this? Like, she's just she yeah. just wants to learn everything. Mm -hmm. And it makes so much sense that her hero name is literally Nezure Chan. <laughs> so they go to meet her and she tells um, them like, hey, are you listening? I lose every year to Bibimi Kenrenzaki. And she really wants to win since this is her last year at UA. And people online rag on um, her for doing the beauty pageant. But honestly, fucking get stuffed. She wants to do this. So like, I don't know what I don't know what the, the argument is there. It's almost like women can be talented and skilled and also hot. Whoa. What? But she doesn't have a sad backstory. So she's bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the only time that like women are permitted to like do whatever the fuck they want or if they have a sad backstory or they're not confident <laughs> and anytime that yeah. a woman like has a normal backstory and like has relatively okay self-esteem it like makes people uncomfortable yeah mary sue yeah yeah so, <laughs> like i don't know what to do with you because you don't have trauma yeah what is the what's the reason why you're good yeah but wait this woman is a scientist how did how did she get that was it her dad was her dad a scientist the doctor was a woman all right we can't we can't talk about evangelion anymore we have to move on <laughs> bro cam watched the entirety of evangelion in between two episodes ago and this episode so cam's got that in his brain is that your first time I watched all of the, yeah, yeah, it was my first time watching any of it, and I watched... That's too much emotions to stuff in one person in such a short period of time. Oh, it's because I'm dead inside. <laughs> I had to wait nine years for three plus one. No, I waited, I had I waited a week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I watched that's... all four of the rebuilds in a weekend. <laughs> I understand the people that don't want student loans to be canceled. I had to... No, I'm joking. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I had to put up with that. Anyway, so we're looking for a new host. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who wants to write another 90,000 words? I can if I just slam my head on the keyboard a bunch. <laughs> you think that's what I'm not doing? Well, fair. Um, so anyway, um, Kendo is in the pageant because of her shampoo commercial that she and Momo did, which I think is like a cool little nod to be like, hey, all the stuff that happened in the world is still... It's still here. We didn't just do this for a one-off gag. And it gets mentioned next um, later on, too. Um, next up, they meet up with the real best girl, Mei Hatsume. She is absolutely a trash gremlin, and I love her so much. She's just like, I'm covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> She she is just she's just a human raccoon. That is all that she totally. Is. Yeah. So the support class is going all out for the fest to show off their work even more than the sports festival because all that they did at the sports festival was May Hatsume fucking clowned on Ida for like a half hour and then left. <laughs> um so everyone in school is getting ready, including Shinso, who is ripped now. 
Um, like they said in the last semester, he fucking like there's a shot of him snapping a giant piece of wood with his hands. It's like, all right, mind control boys getting yeah. Yeah. getting ripped. This will be important later Great. on uh, in a weird way. After lunch, um, Nezu and Mi Nezu who eats a, just a gigantic piece of cheese <laughs> and midnight talk about the increased security, saying that any alarm at all, no matter how severe, will cancel the entire festival and everyone will have to evacuate. Um, and this is the only way that Nezu could convince the police that it was okay to do this at all. Like, like Midnight is just like, hey, I'm telling you this because you're the protagonist of the anime, but if anything bad happens, the person that I didn't even know you were trying to save, but you are trying to save, is not going to get saved. So watch out for that, Deku. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I'm very hot. Goodbye. Bam! Fucking steaks! <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were having steaks for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Deku tells Eri to look forward to him dancing, but he's kicked off the dance team. Well, actually, he's been scouted by the effects team to hoist Aoyama. At training the next morning, Deku's getting the hang of his new move, but it still hoits him. Hurts him. <laughs> Why is it hoits? hoits? I typed hoits. It hoits his fangy. <laughs> hoits his fangy. Yeah, he's got <laughs> internal bleeding on there and shit, too. He's like, All Might, is there a trick for doing that and for this? And he's like, Nope. <laughs> Get good. Uh, yeah, exactly. I beat Dark Souls in one life. You cheated the, not only the game, but yourself, young Midoriya. Please tell me Chris and Bot's oh on cameo. God. I need him to read that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate that. I hate it so much. The reason that he could use like 100% right away is one, he is a natural born hero, but since Deku is the ninth user, the power he inherited is way bigger um, than the one that All Might inherited. And since All Might had it for like 30 or 40 years, like that's that's almost a quarter of the time the power existed, even though he was one eighth of the users. So he used the power a lot more, strengthened it, and then handed it to this little piece of broccolini. <laughs> that's true. He do be a little broccoli boy. <laughs> so just then all might catches a drone by may hatsume and i and my girlfriend says that a bunch of people on tiktok thirst after all might after this moment where he catches that drone and she and she was like honestly i can see that i can okay. i can get that i was like i, I don't know i'm happy I for didn't you know that either but i can get it too <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I'm happy for you. There's something about All Might. There is. Sure. Yeah, I understand that. There's you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't know what it is, but there's something there. He's that yeah, no, he he's he's definitely like an Anna Nicole Smith marriage where you're like, I'm gonna marry you and you're gonna die <laughs> and I'm gonna get your shit. <laughs> because no. you flexed your muscles and coughed up blood, so if you nut, you're gonna turn into <laughs> sand, my guy. <laughs> I feel Why like doesn't Funimation answer my emails, guys. <laughs> I think I think for me it's just like the idea of somebody who like would fight to the death literally for okay. you is like Okay. That's, that's not, that's not I bad. mean for him, fighting to the death is just like having a bad day at work at this point. So Yeah, yeah. if he if he if he has a particularly hard to open thing of yo play, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, if he poops real bad, he's done. Like McDonald's Sprite? Exploded. <laughs> One talkie away. <laughs> One talkie away. <laughs> oh shit! This is hot ones with all my. <laughs> that's, honestly, that's really all. Fucking uh, all for one needs to do. <laughs> Just like give him a coupon to like a Mexican restaurant. 
good. This is not important to the episode at all, but uh, I'm just like <laughs> jumping around on different voice actors and reading them while I'm listening. And apparently Compress was also uh, Fuyutsuki in the rebuilds and also Dr. Giro in Dragon Ball. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I just think that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> but... To go back to All Might, <laughs> I love that his I love that his instincts are still intact even though his strength is gone because he's still like he's still All Might so he's just like watch yeah I mean it's the same stuff that we see with like Lamillion right now too like just mm, because yep. you lose powers doesn't mean you lose all of the hours or years of training that you put into it sure so. yeah especially All Might who is probably the longest working hero with maybe one or two exceptions that I can think of. Hi, I'm sorry. Another weird voice actor interruption. I will stop doing this after this one, but the guy who voices Spinner also voiced Wishbone, the dog. What's the story, Spinner? The Vanguard Action Squad. (laughs) (laughs) That shit may be my favorite one of these connections I've ever found. Wow, that's wild. I'm just picturing Wishbone carrying around a big fucking sword that's made of like 50 swords. (laughs) Fucking Wishbone like, Hiro Nankajane. So anyway, um, May is here to tell Deku, like, hey, I'm working on that new item and uh, to, to utilize uh, wind pressure. And All Might's like, oh, I used to have one, but it sucked because I used it wrong and broke it a lot. <laughs> um, and he's like, Deku, don't rely too much on items because if you lose it and you're fucked, then you're going to get absolutely um, creamed and not in a like reacting to All Might TikToks way. <laughs> that night, Momo is making Gold Tips Imperial, a fancy tea from Mama. Um, meanwhile, Deku is looking for a video of All Might with his item, but he fucks up and accidentally watches a gentle video, sort of like when you accidentally like select a video from trending on YouTube and you're like, "Dah shit. Oh, <laughs> no, I can't wait to see what happens if you call the boss baby at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what is the reaction of these people in this Chinese restaurant where a white guy orders something perfectly? Oh, uh, man, I wonder. What does the fox say? I wonder. <laughs> What is the deal with James Charles? Um, so anyway. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to Gentle and Labrava talking about the details of their plan. Gentle has been skipping tea breaks of all things. Mm. He says that the heroes have been acting too brazenly. And uh, his job that he's about to do aims to put things in perspective and act as a wake-up call for UA and heroes at large. They aren't ready for something like him to happen, so it may as well be him that does something because he doesn't mean actual harm physically to these people. So like, I can kind of see where he's coming from where it's just like, I just want to get in there, show you, Hey, you are not as secure as you think like, and maybe think about that at large. Anyway, pip pip cheerio. I'm the monopoly man. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, (laughs) But even if he shows up and doesn't hurt anybody, it's going to ruin Aerie's chance to smile and, you know, make all of the students' efforts meaningless because it's going to stop the festival. And the police are not going to be cool with Nezu doing another one, just being like, oh, I'm so sorry. A YouTuber broke in and it, it won't happen again, I promise. <laughs> it was just a prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've been, you've been act. Jamie Kennedy is. 
<laughs> gentle criminal. Gentle Kennedy. Oh, God. Um, I like Jesus to think Christ. that gentle criminal was actually just going to do like a whole doctor disrespect bathroom situation. And they'd, <laughs> and they'd notice and be like, wait, that looks like UA's bathrooms. <laughs> what the fuck? <gasps> Except he would be doctor respect, though. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be real. This episode we're recording right now is pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I'm having a great time. So the plan is to get Gold Tips Imperial um, as their job pre-ritual, and then go to the area around UA to infiltrate via hacking and cover themselves in dirt so Hound Dog doesn't get them. So simply put, here saving Ares' life and saving her mind are just as important as one another, and gentle threatening. The best chance to save her mentally creates the high stakes here. And so season four is all about what it means to like save somebody for reals. And sometimes that's punching a big Yakuza and sometimes it's making your school feel nice. Mm -hmm. um, going out of your way to be nice to a kid or for Endeavor, making him understand what strength really is and what the symbol of peace means. It's all the same shit. It's, it's four sides of the same coin. <laughs> Gentle thinks back to his first uploads that he got, um, and he got like 46 views or whatever, um, and the scant comments were not very good. However, one viewer happened to be a hacker and was so enthusiastic about helping that she fucking doxed him. Um, he was trepidatious to accept her help because that's mad weird. But once they worked together, he reached new heights with his videos. And so for the sake of his dreams, he is betting his prized mustache on the success of it, this job. <laughs> Which, that's real shit right there. Mm -hmm. Cam, what would it take for you to bet your mustache? What would you bet it on? Fuck, I don't know. Like You've had it since you were eight years old. Literally anytime, <laughs> anytime anybody's ever like asked me if I would ever shave it, I would say no. So mm. it'd have to be something pretty high, I think. Mm. Um, would you do it for Aerie? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, there was like one's... too much silence, and I was like, Cameron. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anything for Ari. Dude, okay, something that we did not address too. Speaking of anything for Ari, I have never wanted to just rip Minetta into two pieces as oh, much as yeah. when he made the comment, you're going to grow up to be a looker to like a seven year old. Well, she's not seven. How old is she supposed to be? Like six, dog. Okay, so yeah, okay, okay I was like on. It then I thought maybe she was supposed to be a little bit older. A six-year-old girl. I like, and I think the thing that really triggers me is because like you meet men who say those things to yeah. underage girls, like, ooh, she's gonna be pretty when she grows up. And it's like, why can That's you not up. like for just like one second, like put the dick away, sir? Yeah. This is a Wendy's. God. <laughs> this is a family reunion and she is your niece stop yeah i know it's it is absolutely shitty uncle energy yeah it, um, it's fucking gross yes or if you, if you hear someone say that shit like oh she's gonna be a heartbreaker she's gonna no none yeah. of that ever ban that forever we are not doing that anymore Give zero ground to that shit yeah we're not talking about how sexy kids are going to be in the future that is gross and illegal and do not pass go straight to jail the end it's bad and stinky <laughs> anyway enough about evangelion um <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, because I, I straight up, I like Minetta said that, and I was like, I want to rip this little man into two pieces right now. I think that's the maddest I've ever been at yes. him, actually. It was, yeah. It is the worst thing he has ever done. 
<laughs> it's bad. It's like bad enough when this guy is being a fucking weirdo to his peers, but I'm like, this is a child. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that Mineta is also Ray Ayanami. Okay, that's weird. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm. Fuck. All right. Yep. And Bakugo was Kaudu in the English or in the Netflix uh, that rules. TV show. The rules, which is hilarious. <laughs> <Actually>. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, episode eighty four. Yeah. Episode eighty four. <laughs> <laughs> episode eighty four. Deku versus Gentle Kurimi now. Uh, the night before the festival, they practice one more time. Aoyama being hoisted and going, it's very, 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 so very good. good. Um, but Hound Dog bursts in and says, it's already nine o'clock. <laughs> I, fuck, I fucking love Hound Dog so much. Back at the dorms, Deku notes that the rope that they use is not 100%. Aoyama is like, it's a sign of our friendship. But all the same, Deku's like, yeah, but you're going to die if this breaks. So I'm going to go get some more rope in the morning. Momo is asleep, so I can't just have her make a new one. And she's she's not my own personal 3D printer. And the Kaminari is like, but you make me charge your phones all the time. And Mineta's like, that's because men get no respect. Nah, but it's just you. If, 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 yeah, exactly. If, if the thing you said five minutes ago wasn't the worst thing you've ever said, this probably would have been it. <laughs> so it'll cut it close time-wise, but Deku's like, I can do it. The store, work, son, is right next to the ritual tea place for gentle. And I'm sure that this has nothing to do with each other. The next morning at training, Deku is met by Mei Hatsume with his new items, gloves that compress the air even more and allow greater control. It's basically like, um, it's basically like, um, blowing smoke rings, like through a, through a box, like she uses an example. And that's, re it's really cool. After that training, which we don't see, so we don't see it in action, which I really like. It keeps it like in your brain of just like, oh, what does it do? Mm. Oh shit, what does it do? So Deku runs errands for rope and something that we'll talk about next episode. And ah, shit, he runs into Gentle and LaBrava. I mean, Honey. Her name is Honey. <laughs> yes, I am Honey, she says. <laughs> Which I love. Gentle says like, dear boy, you'll ruin the aftertaste of gold tips imperial. And Deku's like, oh, so sorry. Uh, oh, that's a tea joint then, because you had gold tips imperial. I've had that before. And Gentle is like, oh, you're a boy of discerning taste. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> It's been quite a fortnight since I last had this tea on my dirigible. Well, boy, let me tell you about today's sponsor. Yeah. Oh, my God. G Fuel. G Gold Tips Imperial G Fuel. What, what about Tea Fuel? Oh. oh. Good, 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 good. When I'm gaming, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to use a computer also, which is very good. He's just like, open the criminal folder. It, it won't open. <laughs> which key is the any key? It's, it's honestly just like Andrew and I's dynamic where I am the one who does the streaming and then the whole time, like 30 minutes leading up to it, it's like, Andrew, the mic's not working. <laughs> Andrew, how come the assets aren't loaded into Streamlabs? <laughs> uh, so the two slowly figure out who each other are and what they're going to do. Um, so Deku puts his shit down and gets ready for a fight. Um, he thinks how, you know, everyone's working so hard. And even if there's like a wee baby false alarm, it means that everything will get canceled and Aerie's not going to smile. So Gentle casts off his overcoat and gives himself a little intro. 
Deku is not having it and leaps at him, but he hits some fucking saran wrap in the funniest fucking still of the entire series, in my opinion, of him just being like... (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. This is Gentle's quirk, elasticity. He bestows said property on anything he likes, even the air itself. You said that like he would. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Bestows said property. That's what he. That, that is what he says yeah. in the English version. I just have it in my head because yeah. this is the part of the show I've rewatched the most. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then he like tells Deku like, "You're a little piss baby, gently rebound," and like boings him away. And I love Gentle's moves and how it's like gently trampoline, gently sandwich. So he starts to fuck off, but Deku is like close behind with his new move, Delaware Smash Air Force. Which, Cam, I don't know if that, that was hype for you. That's pretty When sick. you saw, like, the, the, the fucking glove just go, like, that was he does, like, fuck. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> he can do this move because of his relations with Mina and May and Aerie and All Might, like, put that all together with everything that he's learned from his first punch to dance training. Like, Air Force is, like, the culmination of everything he's learned, and it's literally just him doing that, which I, like, <laughs> poing. It's so cool. He he thinks about how Jiro made notebooks for everyone just like he did for heroes. That was cool also. Mm, I really yeah. liked that moment a lot. Yeah. The Tokoyami notebook where it has his little triangle That's head so drawn good. on it. <laughs> and like Bakugo's like, you think you're gonna destroy your way with weak ass riffs like that? <laughs> Best Bakugo line in the entire series. Like, <laughs> hands fucking down. That was incredible. Yeah. I've been in bands with people like Bakugo. You're not shredding hard enough. <laughs> yeah, he was very close to just going full whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Bakugo is literally just a My living, tempo. like, guitar hero, like, meter for failing, essentially. Oh, shit. So, like, Jiro is working super hard, even though she's shy as hell. Like, mm. teaching, performing, organizing... All for something she was embarrassed to do, like, just last time we had an episode. That's my nightmare, truly. I know, it's her nightmare too, but she's doing it because, like, if she didn't do it, fucking rock Janai, man. wouldn't be rocking enough. Yeah, it wouldn't be very cash money of me at all. So he's like, I can't let any of this effort go to waste. This is the the shit that I love about season four. He fucking screams, gentle criminal! And I'm like, whoa, boy. He says, we're all invested in this. You won't win. So he forces Gentle into a construction area and LaBrava convinces an onlooker that it's for TV. Um, And the onlooker is just old me. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on over here? (laughs) Just referring to themes as referring to current events happening around you as parts of a film. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I love that LaBrava has like a little like Barbie hand, hand like camcorder. And he's like, oh, that's for TV, huh? Cool. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, cool. Yeah. So, uh, you need any extras? Like, do you guys do union creds? What's up? Like, Gentle and Deku have a chat about how Gentle is not like a regular criminal. And he's like, he's like, come on, let me do it anyway. And Deku's like, no. And he's like, fair enough. <laughs> A rhetorical <laughs> defeat. Oh. <laughs> he uh, he refuses to back down and he starts going sketty mode all over the goddamn place. Uh, Deku starts to recite Night Eye's mantra of watch your opponent predict his next move, but he's not Night Eye. He's not even Mirio and he, he can't do it. Gentle fucks up a beam and makes it fall so that Deku catches it um, so that he can escape and carry out his plan. Um, I, I love that he's just like, 
pay attention. I'm a little bastard man, and I'm going to pull. The, <laughs> I'm pulling the, the the screws out of this, and I'm doing a froggy jump, and you're not going to be able to do shit. <laughs> Debate me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I invite you to my podcast. <laughs> we can debate it. Let's talk about DMT. <laughs> oh my god. The vaccine isn't proven. Oh, um anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gentle criminal would not be anti vaccine. He would not. No. no. Hey, and hey guys, people that are listening to this, you're probably vaccinated. Uh, if you're if you're not vaccinated and you can what are you doing? You should do it. You should, you should do that. It's cool to not die. Yeah. <laughs> if your friends aren't, just stick it in their arm. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's bad. But uh, Bully them a little, though. Yeah, yeah. Be the recovery girl you want to see in the world. Just kiss your homies straight on the arm. Um, mm -hmm. Or gay on the arm. You know, whatever. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> god damn it. Um, so, uh, Gentle is like, how are you going to deal with this? Um, and Deku's like, you were going to kill... That, that elderly version of Nathan. And he's like, I would have stepped in and stopped it myself if you weren't going to do that. It's like, oh shit. Like he uses the knowledge of heroism and villainy to do what he wants. And I think that's, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. His quirk is so weird and like seemingly useless, but he's like a super formidable opponent. And that's what I like about my hero. It's like anybody's quirk can be like, a problem from like Mr. Compress being like, what if everything is a marble to like, I don't know, like Toga being like, I'm a different person to gentle criminal being like bouncy man. <laughs> what he does to the crane is very good. Deku is like, I am not going to let you go, dude. And so he fucking holds it up with one hand and shoots it gentle and makes um, Labrava notice the similarities between Deku and gentle people that are willing to do whatever it takes to achieve their dreams. Right. Um, and gentle is just like, it, Gentle seemingly just wants to be remembered. At least that's what we know it so far. And Deku wants Eri to smile. And Labrava is like, we got to use my quirk. Uh, but it's not, it's not time for lover mode yet. <laughs> Episode 85, school festival start. You cannot compete with my mustache and my soul is the best line read of all It's so time, good. Ah. So Kendo and 1B are in the beauty pageant green room. Uh, Monoma reveals that he was the one that entered Kendo into the competition in order for B to stick out even more and, and be recognized as the best. But nobody from 1A even uh, entered in the beauty pageant. And we'll, weirdly, we'll, we'll touch on this in a later episode. Um, Nezure is excited to compete, but Bibimi Kenranzaki shows up with her fucking shoujo ass flower border and Sailor Moon villain laugh. Like in Japanese, it is absolutely deranged. Like, oh, good. Like it is horrible that fucking owns <laughs> um like i don't know if her quirk is big fucking eyelashes or what but she is like she is like the may hatsume of year three which i think yeah, is very cool that's valid meanwhile ari and mirio are on their way to uh school and ari is getting a little excited but she she, she still isn't smiling but mirio's like are you excited and she's like mm -hmm. <laughs> like i love you <laughs> all might and midnight worry about deku and for a good reason he's fighting decaf jake paul <laughs> deku remembers that gentle's quirk lingers so he can use it against him or at least plan around it um gentle and labrava land and deku tricks them out with a bounce shot 
and the fucking freeze frame yeah and the, like little moment and that it times in with the music that was just a sick fucking thing <sighs> man that was cool as hell it does like a harmony freeze frame on it too it's and so you, like, good felt it hit him in the chest that's what i was gonna say too is like when gentle gets hit he's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i was like oh man <sighs> that man uh got punched in the stomach in the booth <laughs> it <was a> <laughs> yeah, it's like all right just bring it on let's go <laughs> if you were worried about the aftertaste of, of gold tips imperial being gone it's back because you're gonna <laughs> fucking puke dude um so bu -bu -bu, uh gentle and labrava are pinned and all seems lost until labrava decides to use her quirk she thinks back to her school days and here's where things get kind of heavy but in a way that makes a lot of stuff make sense and mm -hmm. i really enjoy labrava is a lot like toga um her quirk made her behave a certain way that wasn't acceptable, so she was forced out of society instead of, like, rehabilitated or counseled. And she lived in filth until, and this is more clear in the sub, she was gonna kill herself. Straight up. Mm -hmm. In the dub, she's like, maybe I'll say goodbye to this life. And in the sub, she says something along the lines of, like, this life has run its course or whatever. Yeah, and it, like, it's wild because it, like, she straight up accidentally clicked on this video too like mm -hmm. it, it wasn't intentional all of gentle's like important video views come from accidental clicks. <laughs> yeah he got fifty six thousand views because just a bunch of people fell asleep and the algorithm took over and he just ended up in some <laughs> weird shit it's like when you wake up and it's like the, those kit like if if you've ever fallen asleep to youtube and you wake up and somehow you've like found it's like found its way to like children's programming youtube and so you just wake up to like Daddy finger, daddy finger, yeah. where are you? And you're like, oh! <laughs> I also... This whole segment made me love La Brava even more, too, because yeah. she has big BPD energy, um, mm -hmm. which... Oh, really? Yeah, which BPD basically is, like, an inability to regulate your emotions. So, like, when something upsets you, it upsets you a lot. Like, you are devastated like if you care for somebody you care about them more than you've ever cared about anything in your entire life it's basically just like everything you feel is heightened to like a very extreme amount where like everything feels very life or death when like one bad thing happens it can feel like everything bad has happened and my life is over and there's like a very common thing in bpd called um a favorite person and like that sounds like a stupid thing because you hear so many people like you're my favorite person right like it's like a joke type thing mm -hmm. but like it clinically in bpd there's something called a favorite person and there's also something called splitting which is like black and white thinking so when you have this favorite person you tend to think like you put them on a pillar they are the world they are the greatest person to have ever existed like if they hurt you in any way you want to die and like you or or you hate them and you want them gone like out of your life you don't want to see them again or you because, like rationalize like, that you deserved yes. it or whatever yeah yeah it's like it's you it's all black and white thinking it's all extreme emotions and like la brava is that like her first like rejection yeah. that she has with that guy that causes her to completely spiral it's because like that was her former favorite person who like she was completely into and like people who have bpd can come off really obsessive and like sometimes like mm -hmm. too much because they are way too invested in one person um and then she kind of jumps to having that relationship with gentle and like I don't know this whole thing I was watching I'm like oh girl you just have bpd but like <laughs> it's always I like it when like BPD is portrayed as being like a thing of um, like caring a lot because sometimes it's portrayed more like 
sinister and it's like no yeah. she's just crazy she's just like she's you know there's a huge negative and i mean i'm sure you know this there's a huge negative stigma to that where it's just like oh you're you're just you know you overreact at everything or whatever yeah. like bpd i think is one of the number one um illnesses where like you'll be rejected by therapists who don't want to deal with you because they're afraid you'll become attached to them um mm. and they don't want to feel that responsibility so like like I've been turned away by people and like, it's very common if you have BPD, they're like, nah, I don't want to work with you. Um, mm. because like, that's a common thing. Um, it's also like BPD, I think is one of the illnesses that has the highest suicide rating. It's like one mm. in every 10 per like people with BPD dies from suicide. Um, mm. like it's a very hard thing to deal with because everything does feel like, I think, there's different eyes not to go into a huge tangent about this, but like something that, you know, no, this is, this is your show as well. Go for it, dude. <laughs> but something that people have said is like, basically like if you have BPD, it's like being out in the sun with no sunscreen, right? Like mm -hmm. you, where everybody else has like that kind of emotional, like protective layer where they can like handle it. Um, you just can't. So like, it takes very little things for you to become like extremely depressed or extremely anxious or extremely in love, or like it goes any way. It's just like an extreme emotion. You can't, you don't feel things the same way, like a quote unquote normal person would feel them. Um, right. so like watching her go through this stuff, it's like, that's what she has. Like she just yeah. has like an inability to kind of regulate that. And like, I like the fact that her quirk, her like her strength right comes from like loving people like is something that mm -hmm. we kind of find out because like it's her quirk is favorite person like literally right and so like yeah it's it's like kind of the same the same the same thing but it's just it's really nice to kind of see because i mean while she still is like technically right a villain i don't know i feel like it's not really fair to call them villains in that sense no and that's the that is the point of this arc and that's why i like this arc yes. so much they are antagonists they are not villains yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and so, like, it's nice to see someone with that not portrayed as, like, this evil, fucking obsessive, creepy person. Like, sh is she a little bit too into the people who she's into? Yes, she is. She's an, a very, like, a very enthusiastic person in love. You know what I mean? She's not in control of it, though, right? Yeah, but it's it's not, like, it's... I don't know. I really like her. I really like this whole thing. I watched this whole video and I was like, I I get it. <laughs> like, I get how you yeah. feel. Like, sometimes you just like you love and care about people and you, you can't help it. Mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. Something I, I like a whole lot about that is that I think Gentle understands that about her very well. Yeah. And like he clearly like obviously like he is, you know, her quote favorite person. And he like mm -hmm. takes that responsibility very seriously to her. I like their relationship together. Like it is yeah. like they are both, you know, he doesn't abuse the power in the relationship that 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 a lot of like he is like super honored to be that for her. Yeah. yeah. And you I mean, know. that's one of the things most common with BPD is like a lot of times with BPD, you get into relationships that are like really bad for you or you tolerate extremely bad behavior because you love a person mm -hmm. so much and you tend to think like this was my fault this was something that i did if i want to keep them around i have to do whatever like i because it could also fear of abandonment is like a huge thing too but it's like mm -hmm. i have to sure. do whatever i can to make sure that my favorite person does not leave me because that would be the end of my world so like 
there's a lot of a lot of times people with BPD get into abusive relationships because mm-hmm. that's the mentality that they have and they just hang on to things because they're too afraid of letting go because they don't know who they are outside of that. They don't know who they mm-hmm. are if somebody else isn't imbuing meaning onto them. They feel like they're worthless. I don't know. It just it all it all relates into that is basically all I was going to say. And it's yeah. it's it's nice that like not demonized he does seem to understand that um Mm -hmm. and he kind of treats her in a way that feels a lot healthier than a lot of times because it it can turn into a do this for me do this for me you would do anything for me right so like why won't you do this and Mm -hmm. it it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like that with them yeah and i think that with almost any serious neurodivergency you think well I'm crazy, so mm-hmm. they must be the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, whether whether that's just anxiety, depression, ADHD, BPD, whatever. Like I, I totally gel with that vibe of just like, well, I like even though I, I don't have BPD, I can understand the 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 core emotion of just like I got to keep this up because I'm the wrong one. Yeah, exactly. It applies to anybody with any sort of of like different line of thinking, right? Anything that's neurodivergent. Like if you even if you have like OCD, right? Like you know you're like. Ah, uh, yeah, like my my rituals, like the, the reason I do, I know that like I'm not thinking clearly, but they make sense to me. But obviously people who don't do them must be, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's mm-hmm. always that thing where you you think that you are mm-hmm. the one who is in the wrong because yeah. that's how we're like, it, if you are neurodivergent, that's like what we're taught to think, right? Is you are in the wrong and you need to work your hardest at like fixing that and like being, mm-hmm. being more normal when like, that's not really what it's about it's not about being more normal it's just like no this is just like how you work and like that's totally cool you don't need to fix it like just learn how to live with that you know but Mm -hmm. and and not to like bend like your life experience into this this anime about the good punches or whatever but this is what i love about season four's second half is like it really puts it into perspective of like yeah like he's at hero school but like what about this girl? Her mm-hmm. her like ability is like she really loves somebody a lot and like gives them power. So it's in her nature to do this. So what is what is her life going to be like? You know, she's she can't really be like a pro hero unless it's with the person that she's in love with. And mm-hmm. if they break up, then oh shit. Like so like what is society going to do for a person like that that has like different I won't say needs because some people do have needs and some people are just like, hey, I just need you to not look at me weird, please. Mm-hmm. Like and that's and that is like the core of this whole thing. And I, I I talk about it later, but like, can you really fucking punch somebody like Labrava for being a villain and smile like All Might? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't th- I don't think that you can like apprehend somebody like that and be like, this was good. This was good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why, like, looking at it, like, through the lens of someone with BPD also, like, it makes you really appreciate the fact that, like, this is a girl who both, like, in in her, and, and like, I guess this is a commonality that she shares with Gentle, right, is, like, they're people who either, like, through their mental health or, like, their physical ability are, like, let down by society. Because people with BPD mm-hmm. frequently let down by society. Like I said, mm-hmm. I mean, literally... Mm-hmm. The suicide rate is 10%. You are rejected by therapists because they don't want to deal with you because they're afraid that if they start that, you'll become attached to them and become too needy. 
and they won't be able mm-hmm. to be there for you. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that idea of like, I need someone to help me. Like I need a hero. I need a therapist. I need something. And I can't get that here. And like, I don't know what to do. And if you think about it, like La Brava, if she had stumbled on to fucking like a stain video or a league of villains video, instead of gentle, she'd be, or fucking, yeah. um, Chisaki, right? Like she would be, mm-hmm. can you imagine like how he would use her? <laughs> yeah. She would literally have a bespoke use from Kai Chisaki, like absolutely oh, yeah. 100%. No, he, and like the whole thing is all he would have to say is like, well, don't you like, well, don't you care about me? And she would cave mm-hmm. and she'd be like, yeah, you're right. I do care about you. So I'll do whatever. Because like, like the priest. Yeah. Nemoto. Yeah, exactly. Like she's the type of person, like it sucks to say, but like a lot of times, like when you, when you have something like that, your morals and your kind of backbone come from the person closest to you. Like that's the person you look up to and that's who you kind of like gain perspective from and who you want to be Mm -hmm. like and emulate so like if you have somebody who has no sense of self and has bpd and that extreme attachment and you put them next to someone who uses that and has shit morals and doesn't care about other people like they're gonna turn to somebody who just enables that and like has no sense of worth themselves so like i don't know i guess it does lend to say the gentle labrava relationship is actually fairly healthy despite it looking kind of weird like depicted with how the ages look if she Um, if she was if she was taller and he didn't have white hair like it would be like you'd be like don't hurt them everyone you know like yeah and like and something that we see her in a second too right is she's super insecure about the dark circles under her eyes because she went through a whole phase where she was like treating her body like shit and his response to that her insecurity yeah no and and his response to her insecurity isn't even to address it but just to give himself the same thing and it's like i don't know yeah it's like when people shave their head when they're when they're when their loved ones go through chemo it's like listen like don't worry about it i got it too like where you aren't alone anyway huge long tangent but yes (laughs) no you're i was so worried that we were going to start this and that one or both of you was going to be like no, 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 it's fine. These episodes are fine or whatever. I don't know. It's a, these gentle and Brava stuff doesn't mean anything. I think, like, it's, I think it's very good. I like in terms of like favorite stuff in the show. It's like not my favorite stuff yeah, in the show, but I yeah. think it's great. It's like, fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't need it to be anybody's favorite, but like there are people, good. there are people that skip this and I'm like, what is no. your problem? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, like between, between like all of Brava stuff and then all of like, this stuff i don't i don't know it's like i said before right it's like the whole like being mentally failed by society and also like physically with your quirks it's like it's just two people who like have no place like trying to be the best that they can be um when and this they is are what not the given... show is about yeah exactly this is like the core like this is an emotional core of the show like as weird mm-hmm. as it sounds these episodes seem like such throwaway episodes to so many people but like this is a huge emotional core and foundational episode if you want to know more yeah. about like i don't know the world of my hero at large i think these episodes would have probably like i think people like personally, my at least from my perspective, I think people would have less of an issue if it weren't after just like the really yeah. fucking high high of the Shia Hasaikai raid, because like yep. that is just like so much right there over a few episodes that mm-hmm. it's like really tough you, to but, follow but, that. But you can't rearrange it, right? Because Aerie right, has totally. to be in the perspective. But hundred um, percent, like. So. But I, I I think that I I I wonder if people are just kind of it, it, it obviously from my perspective if like a hangover <laughs> yeah if you think i'm wrong and you're mad at me fucking whatever but uh like go I, ahead ted cruz um. yeah uh but like I, I i think that 
I like I don't know if there was like some sort of expectation that they were going to follow it up with something that was just as heavy or huge. And like, I don't that's that's not good storytelling. <laughs> like you need a fucking break. If I got two of those in a row, I'd be dead right now. <laughs> Nate brought it up too, um, like way earlier talking about the four sides of the same coin thing. Like all of this does relate to one another. And it just shows you that like the same issue doesn't need to pr- be presented in the same like super flashy, like high stakes, you know, way like this is still all about like the concept of what does it mean to save people what does it mean Mm -hmm. to like make a place for people in society once they have been hurt or once they have turned to like a dark place like you know for instance like being hurt being airy turned to a dark place being someone more like endeavor right or even like these Mm -hmm. two like what does it mean to save a person um Mm -hmm. I don't know. So like it, it all relates. Like it's it's all very important actually. <laughs> that's that's my uh well actually for the day. <laughs> <laughs> the and like before I go back to the recap, like what is important to remember is that this is like this is like the tutorial for later on because mm-hmm. y- you you apply the logic of can I really smile and punch this guy who just wants to to give meaning to his girlfriend's life Mm. um can i punch him with a smile and then later on you know you're like well can i can i punch shigaraki knowing his backstory can i punch you know spinner or toga knowing their backstory or anybody else like you have that it, it zooms out and you have to make a decision of where you draw that line and that is that is like a key component of later in the series and this is the first time it's why Deku says this was his hardest fight. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting, too, because it goes to whole it goes to Gentle's thing that he says, like, oh, it was it was a lot easier when the line between heroes and villains were blurred. And I feel like most people would think about that and be like, well, how is it easier? Because, like, it would have been chaotic and blah, blah, blah. But it's like if you look from his perspective and like taking everything that we just said into account, like you can see how it would be a little bit easier, because like when you have like this like split black and white thinking, you know, to jump back to that too. Like Mm -hmm. it makes you fail to see the whole picture. It makes you fail to be empathetic in the ways that you should be. So I don't know, like you, you can see where he's coming from. And speaking of where he's coming from, I'll let us like actually progress now and get to his backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's see. Gentle's goal is to uh, like, as we learn later is to be remembered and important. And LaBrava's love gives him that and one of her names was going to be honey and before we see lover mode we see a drop of honey go into a cup of tea which is fucking good shit dude Mm. um we cut back to present day and present mike i love 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 no pun intended mike's quieter intro for her Mm -hmm. it was Um, great it's like it like weirdly hits you in your chest mm-hmm. like if you yeah. like like if you re- if you watch and sympathize with Labrava's story when he's just like Monami Aiba quirk love <laughs> it's so good because every other time he's been screaming it <laughs> yeah like it it felt like a joke at first but then I'm like nah this actually hits like yeah like you can't yell at right here like <laughs> yeah her name is uh Monami aka Monami aka yeah. French for girlfriend right <laughs> and uh, uh I in um Japanese means love also she's born on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. La Brava means the brave in Spanish but also in Japanese La Burava is a lot like 
lover lover like shout out to shaggy like lover god her quirk is love and she's formed a parasocial relationship with gentle that turned into a real one um when he let her help him and eventually um fell in love as well he started working harder as a criminal to honor that love and give her something to live for his goal wasn't just his goal anymore and this mirrors Deku and Eri, which is like another thing is the fifth side of the five dimensional coin here is that like Deku is gentle. They're both living for someone else now through this learned experience. And that shit rips. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> gentle is like, go take a nap, boy, and chops him on the neck. And Deku, like me, is like, this is cliche as fuck and doesn't work in real life. Stop it. <laughs> We've been on lots of tangents, but like, I hate it. I hate it when people knock people out. When people get knocked out in movies or TV shows or anything, I'm like, that is not how it works. Every time it is not how it works. It's like, <laughs> like, especially you can't do like the Vulcan death grip on somebody. And then he's like, oh, no, oh, oh, and then falls down. <laughs> A lot of times if you get hit on the head, you just go, ow. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but um, Deku is fucking pissed now, though. He's like, I have fought way stronger people than you. And I'm going to get you, you big pants bitch. <laughs> but then another present mic moment. And in Japanese, good morning. It's very, very good. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's so it's so perfect. Him going, hey, guys. <laughs> so Mike is so good. The festival is starting now. The good morning clip is my girlfriend's alarm, by the way. Like, good morning. Yeah, and so when she was taking a nap, when or she was like kind of drifting off into a nap when I was watching these episodes this morning, but then when President Mike was like, "Good morning," she was like, "Ah, <laughs> I'm up." <laughs> Fuck shit! Oh um, god! So the boys are doing a big tussle, and Gentle wants to prove that Labrava's love isn't insufficient, as she fears more BPD stuff. That's mm. when she said the whole like, "I'm sorry, my love isn't enough," and he's yeah. like, "No, no one can say that your feelings weren't enough," and I was just like. <gasps> There's just so much going on. <laughs> I, I got I got very choked up. I got very choked up. <laughs> um, he uses gently sandwich to keep Deku down and tells him that he needs to do something important in his life to be remembered and prove that his life mattered. I also love that he's just like, the thinner the sandwich, the more elegant it's considered, and I don't want to use so many layers, but you're a very beefy little lad. <laughs> and so, like I was saying before, just as Labrava is like Toga, Gentle is Deku, they're both people that were rejected by Hero Society. They want to make it and prove that they're worth something. And I also really like that, like, Deku literally wanted to go to UA, and Gentle metaphorically wanted to go to UA. I think that's really cool. Um... They're both sort of, they were both sort of cursed with like mediocrity in a society that only values extreme greatness. And he's a little bit like Bakugo because he feels pressured to be great. And he doesn't like when he perceives being looked down on, which is like something that Bakugo like literally said um, earlier. Like if you lose to somebody that you look down on, it's only going to make things worse. Um, he So we get a flashback for him. I love that he doesn't have his like villain accent when he's younger. Like, it's only when he has, like, the persona that he is, like, yeah, gentle criminal. He's like, I, I want to be a hero because I want to be a hero earlier. And I'm like, ha you're like a little poser guy now. That's very funny to me. <laughs> he's, still, he's, he's still fancy, but, like, his, like, fancy voice is just like, what are you doing? You doing a Peter Dinklage impression? What are you doing, dude? <laughs> his teacher at school is like, bud, 
you suck absolute donkey dick at hero shit, man. You got to get out of here. <laughs> um, and his mom is like crying. She's always covering her face, by the way, which I'm like, I don't know. It like separates you from them and makes you kind mm-hmm. of more on his side, right? You don't see his parents' mm-hmm. faces. He's at a fucking cafe. He hears like there's an incident and he goes out and he's like, this is my chance to be a hero. And he puts up a barrier and the hero that was really going to save that person bounces off of it. And the guy falls and he goes to the hospital for a long, long time. I thought he was dead. Like, yeah, yeah, that hits like a truck for me because he's like, Mm -hmm. this is this is his moment. This is like Deku rushing in to save Bakugo. But if instead Mm -hmm. of hitting the sludge villain with the backpack, he hit Bakugo with the backpack and snapped his neck and killed him instead. And it's like, yeah, oh, no, (laughs) Uh show's over. And he's sitting there with his (laughs) hand still out and he's like. Wait, I was trying to. No, I was. I I'm. I want to be a hero. Um, but after this, his mm-hmm. house gets vandalized with like the word trash and stuff, and his family throws him out. A few years later, while living super super poor in like a shack and foraging for food, he says mm-hmm. he sees an old classmate that formed his own agency. I don't. He's like fucking bamboo man now. That's fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Looks like he's in all of those fucking pistachio commercials. Oh my god, that's yeah. what he is. That is absolutely. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> pistachio commercials. He talks to him only to realize that he had been forgotten. This is like his worst fear. And like, I don't know, sometimes you go through life and you're like, oh, no, I'm fine or whatever. And then like your worst fear crops up again and you're like, oh, shit, I wasn't thinking about this for a long time, but this fucking sucks. So he goes back to his little shack and he uh, goes to uh, an old school book about the history of villainy. And he's like, if I can't be remembered for being a great man, I'm going to vow to be remembered as a scoundrel is what I wrote, which is like weird. But that's how he would say it, I guess. And I think it's important too to like note that. I feel like for him, in my opinion, it's not so much about like a, I just want to be like famous for anything. I really, I don't feel like it's that. Like, I don't think it's his, like this whole thing of like, I need to be a celebrity. I need to be the best. Like I need fame and recognition and power. The way that I kind of took it is it's like his parents kicked him out. He has no relationship with them. Like, and the whole face covering thing almost seems to be a way to like make you think that like. I don't know. There's like no connection there. You know what I mean? Like there's no, like we don't even remember their faces. His like, parents clearly don't get him there. Yeah. yeah. They, they, there's, there's like just, just nothing. Um, so it's like, he doesn't have a family. He's living in a shack scavenging for his food. He doesn't have any money. So it feels like his whole persona is a compensation for that. It kind of like how we just talked last episode about, um, can't stop twinkling Mm -hmm. and and his hygiene deal right like it's Mm -hmm. an overcompensation and so like to me it feels less like i want fame and more like i just want like someone to give a fuck about me like i want some sense of control and and that's that is what i mean by that is is like by being remembered yeah yeah I'm not saying like I make the joke about YouTube shit, but like I I don't I don't think for a second yeah. that he's like I want to fucking have a million subs or whatever. Yeah. He 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 wants to stop foraging for his sub sandwiches, but like he like I think he just wants to be important in any way, remembered in any way, and not be not have his life mean nothing. Yes, and I think that's part of also like what makes the dynamic between him and LaBrava so great too is because like her whole thing is like, okay, well I can love you enough for the whole world. You know what I mean? And like, that's kind of like, I think what he starts to realize at the end of this episode, but he just, 
like for so long, I think felt like, okay, like my classmates don't remember me. My parents won't acknowledge my existence. Like people, and it's the whole thing too. Like they say that, you know, a lot of times with like homelessness, right. And like having that lack of, of, of control and like that lack of agency, like people won't look at you. People mm-hmm. won't treat you the same way they treat normal humans. Like that makes a person tr- like act differently. If you feel like you're yes. not seen. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It like it fundamentally changes you because you feel like you're invisible, mm-hmm. like you don't. And so it's like that. I think that that's all of the things that have kind of like warped his perspective. Absolutely. Um, and it's not so much like because I feel like there's like there's people who could be like, oh, well, actually, like he is a villain and not a great guy because he's just doing this because he wants attention and fame. And it's like I think that it's so much less that yeah, not at all. And so much more. This guy wants to be treated like a human being. After this flashback, he's like, my life isn't over. I still have time. And I don't know if it's that I'm 31, but that shit kind of hits yeah. for me, too, where it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm still God. in my 20s and I feel like that. Exactly. Like, exactly. So Gentle is reacting like Bakugo, thinking he's being looked down on, like I said. And he has Deku like, why do you want to be a hero when they fucking clash? Lover mode rules. There's like little like hearts of yeah. like smoke coming off of them. It's really cool. In the manga, it's wild, too, because cool. it's like you can get way more detailed because you don't have to animate it. Gentle says his dream is no longer just for him. He wants Labrava to have a reason to live and to live up to her faith in him. And like, I don't know, sometimes when you're a partner, you feel like shit. And you got to like plus ultra to meet the feelings of your partner if it's in good faith. Mm-hmm. And it, like, even if you feel like you're not good enough as they expect you to be, like, sometimes you have to like, like, <laughs> for lack of a better term, sometimes you got to nut up and like her love makes him stronger. Yeah. And that shit rules. Damn. That's narrative design, baby. <laughs> stars above. <laughs> stars within. Um, oh. So the... The stars were there the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like Jess was saying, it's just like, I, I love that, you know, she's not ever demonized for that from him. And like, that's like why they have the connection that lasts beyond the like, oh shit, I fell in love with a YouTuber or whatever. He's just like, no, like you're, you're important. And like, I want to live up to what you think of me for the benefit of myself as well as you. I don't know. Homegirl's going to fucking like live in herself. And so like, I don't know, like he's probably a very like, nope, things got to go real well because like I got to protect you. He wanted to save people so bad by using his powers and being a hero that he almost missed that he saved Labrava by just giving his shit and being himself, which rules. Mm-hmm. So Deku versus Gentle shows that Deku is also transitioning from his dream um, being a hero just because he wants to, Mm. to include helping others with their dreams, not just saving lives, but in other ways like helping Aerie. Damn. So Gentle Criminal really do be the Waluigi of Mirio then, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You can't say I'm wrong about that. You just gave me a, like, I got lightheaded laughing at that. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Um, you're right, though. <laughs> I do love the comment that Deku makes in this episode, too, where it's like, you're the hardest person I've ever fought because I get you. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, I don't know. And see, that's why these episodes are important, too, right? Is like, it takes a, a bigger person and like a, a, I don't know, a different way of thinking to be like, that's really what makes this challenging. Like, it's not about like, 
you know, outsmarting Chisaki or Shigaraki or, or like brute strength of like going up against a Nomu, right? Yeah, this is the first time that like he's had to like every every like encounter, like combat encounter that he's had previously, you know, like like I, I think that he I don't I don't necessarily think he's like trying to save uh gentle and la brava but like i think there's a little bit more of an element of that like it's, yeah, it's harder because it's that. not straightforward as in it's not just like a fight like yes i totally get that deku says you and i are the same i was born with a body not able to hold my ambition a dream i had given up on from the bottom of my heart and for everyone that didn't laugh for everyone that acknowledged me i want to live up to their expectations and for those that have been hurt, I want to become someone that can show them a bright future. Oh, shit. That's what Night Eye said. <gasps> oh, damn. Oh, fuck. They named an episode that. Um, oh, shit. I, it's just so cool that he's just internalizing lessons and stuff and being like, I want to honor the people that helped me get here. I don't want to just be a hero because... I saw Kamui Woods like do a traffic violation arrest. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So La Brava breaks away to, to do some hacking, but sees ectoplasm and hound dog. She knows uh, that the jig is up now. And meanwhile, Deku manages to score a hit. He does like a, what does the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Gentle oh my dodges God. a bunch of them, but hits one and he like spirals out and fucking hits the ground and the quirk just goes, whip. Labrava's quirk runs out, the fight is over, and Deku wins. Um, Deku says that this, his fight against Gentle was his hardest because it was he was somebody that he could understand. And, um, and also because of the stakes, right? Like saving Aerie's life and saving her mind are... I keep talking about coins, but two sides of one. And um, with season four, with the Endeavor part, especially, um, it's about saving somebody in the real way, right? Like Endeavor being like, maybe, maybe I'm actually an asshole. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, maybe you, maybe you are. Have you looked at yourself yeah. in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> That's like step one, buddy. Like, do you think Gang Orca is realizing what if I look like a whale? Because that's what you—that's you right now. Yeah. Um, the pain of mediocrity in a society that expects excellence um, is what Gentle feels, the same as Deku, um, and Je- Deku knows this. Um, so Gentle is someone outside of the hero system that wants to make it to UA, like physically, to prove themselves, just like. Deku also wanted to make it to UA. So the reason I like this section so much is Deku coming to terms with, like I said, ah, shit, can I fucking beat this guy up and be like, yay, and smile the entire time, like, in the same way that All Might saved the Vinegar River kid? <laughs> like, yeah. this is the, this is not, this is not, um, this is not what I signed up for, you know? Um, still, protecting your dreams um, must sometimes mean that you destroy others' dreams. And this is what Deku said at the sports festival when Shoto was like, I'm going to kick your ass with the ice because I really don't like my dad. And Deku's like, get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But then he's like, we're boyfriends now, actually. (laughs) I think Um, I got followed by that Twitter account. Uh, (laughs) So anyone can have a bright future is both of their goals. And And what is Gentle's quirk? This is my favorite shit. It's literally to bounce back. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is what he wanted for La Brava. This is her bright future. And he tried as hard as possible to make sure that she wasn't directly involved in all his crimes so that she wouldn't face charges. 
Um, and to make things look a little less bad, he tosses Deku with one little, like, fart of lover mode left. And he's like, uh, you should be proud for standing your ground and for, for your beliefs. Hound Dog and Ectoplasm find Gentle, who says, I stumbled over a pebble in the road. UA, I'm turning myself in. I, I love the subtext of him saying, like, I stumbled on his, I stumbled on my path because that's what he, he did did yeah. like that, that's so fucking cool he tried to be a hero but wasn't cut out for it or it wasn't cut out for him which is probably more the case mm-hmm. so he chose the way that he thought was his only option to be remembered important and to you know help people that he loved art let's go <laughs> anime good yeah it turns out good. and guys <laughs> this isn't my favorite episodes. The next chunk of episodes, the school festival and Coda, not like K-O-D-A or K-O-T-A, but like the musical thing of like, yeah. here's a little blip at the end. The next episode is my favorite chunk of episodes. I literally practiced watching them without crying so that right, I could talk yeah. about them without I'm gonna, crying. <laughs> I'm going to cry, aren't I? This Fuck. is going to be like at least one moment I know will be Cam's favorite moment God of the show. Damn it. Like <laughs> bar none. Um, uh. So that was it for these episodes. Next time we are going to be discussing episode 86, Let It Flow, School Festival, episode 87, Japanese Hero Billboard Chart, and episode 88, The End of Season 4. Can you fucking imagine? Fucking Dude, I know. I looked earlier and I was like, holy shit, this is really, we're about to be on season five. And like, for me, it felt like 15 years between season four and season five. Cause like it, the, I don't know, was the wait any longer than usual? It just felt so long. It was, season five is the current airing one, right? Yeah. We have five more episodes of season five to air and okay. yeah. at time of recording. Yeah. Uh, we need to, we need to have some meetings then. <laughs> yeah, we have an episode Fuck. for the the movie, the movie well. too, but it's like we're yeah. catching up. Yeah, we need to we need to have some meetings. <laughs> so, with with that said that we are catching up, I want to know what you guys, the listeners, would like us to do. I put up a poll on my Twitter of like what what do we do what are we doing cuz like, you know, this is the most fun podcast that we record, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it's also the most successful. And so for those reasons alone, I would like to not stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. So would you want to watch Demon Slayer? Would you want to watch Attack on Titan? Both of which the manga is complete, so I can like do some like real shit. But the problem is there's only one season and a movie of Demon Slayer out now, and Attack on Titan is going to end soon. So like... Attack on Titan to me makes the most sense, but I'm cool with whatever. Or would you want to see something else? Um, Either way, there is a link to the Discord in the description of this episode. Please go there. Go to the um, either the suggestions channel or the big three channel um, and just just let us know. Um, We could also do like a couple of like one off my hero things like there is. Like I can do some a synopsis on, let's say, a certain section of vigilantes that will be very important for season five. Um, that is probably not going to get animated ever. So like we can do that kind of stuff. So just just let me know what you think. Maybe we just this just turns into like <laughs> my anime, my anime and me. And we just fucking vibe. <laughs> um, and I talk about hamburgers or whatever. Um, but <clears throat> that's the other show. That's oh, the shit. Other show. That's right. This is not a podcast. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Um, if you like these episodes or think that we missed something or there's something that you relate to or whatever, hit us up at, at the big three MHA on Twitter 
or check out our Discord link in the description. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one. Um, our show art is by Zach Russell. You can find their work at at Cavity Crew. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at Jules VZ. I can be found at at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at a wild Chew on Twitter. And I can be found at at the Camden Man and in the comments of Gentle Criminals videos. <laughs> and this has been the big three. And as always, rate and subscribe. See you next time. Bye.